Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie, Mecha Pilot Jacob, to my co-host and super veteran, Astro Boy, better known as Justin. Hello. Today, we are discussing the newest chapters of One Piece, 1061 and 1062, and oh boy, we are kicking <laughs> off the Egghead arc. I think that's what we're going with currently. I that's think, what I'm yep, sticking I, with. Egghead, yep. Maybe Vegapunk arc? We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. how it pans out. Yeah. It, if very few series I know of can really have a, such a change in presentation and tone in terms of aesthetics, where we, we have literally spent 140 chapters in classic medieval feudal Japan, and now we're going to super sci-fi, retro-futuristic, 50s sci-fi. Tezuka-style <laughs> sci-fi. Orbit City! It's, what's the word for it? It really does feel, is it astropunk? Or retro-futuristic? I think both are acceptable. Both are futurist. Both are acceptable, I think. Because retro-futuristic is like the textbook college term to describe this, but there's a lot of names for this. Uh, For those who have no idea what we're talking about, it just, if have you played Fallout, the video game Fallout series, where everything looks like it's inspired from the 50s, but it's in the future? That's retro-futurism. It's old sci-fi concept art of what the future could look like, but taken from a past decade, a past time period. It's always incredibly fascinating. And in this case, it straight up looks like it's from, like, 40s 50s right where you literally have like the shot of the island when we eventually get there where everything just looks like it's very spherical and balanced and then you also have, like a mixture of like contemporary art where you look like lego blocks like floating in the air where it's like very minimalistic you had like also like a super nintendo controller somewhere that's just sitting there in the yeah. background it really does look like that scene from back to the future 2 where mm-hmm. marty pulls into the futuristic like times square area that, yep. That's literally this egghead reveal panel in 62. But we'll get yeah. there. We'll get more we'll get, of that. Yes, I do apologize for that. I, I, I look excited because this is right up my fucking alley. Um, sci-fi. But before that, we do want to address the pre Before, before we go stories. full sci-fi, we must first go to 80s horror in Jaws. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say before before that, we're going to go to the pre-chapter stories. because Just real quick. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. Because... Um, for the past couple of like episodes, we haven't really been talking about too much other than me just complaining about Caesar Clown, obviously, because I don't like the character too much. But it looks like it's wrapping up. It looks like the German Six Six siblings have got Clown with them and they're escaping their escapade. But 1062, instead of going to another short story, looks like we're still in Chocolate Town and everything is so, so wait, smothered wait, in just ice. Just to clarify, the Germa kids are not on Cacao Island. But we saw two figures on Cacao Island earlier, right? I think so. I, I'm pretty sure we were baited. I honestly. think so. Because I believe us and most of the community, and me and you included, were speculating it was probably the Blackbeard Pirates that had appeared on Cacao Island. That's but then true. it cut us away to the Germas, who right, are somewhere else. Okay. And now mm-hmm. I, I think we're cutting back, right, to, to Chocolate Town or whatever. All right, thanks for reminder. Yeah. where we left off, who it, it does now appear that we were right, and it looks like this is a couple of Blackbeard pirates, including mm-hmm. Kuzan. Yeah, so that's, yeah, so the, the chocolate island is completely covered in ice, which, by the way, frozen cold chocolate tastes delicious. I will but, say, um, briefly, <laughs> I thought it looked kind of similar to the smiley effect, the land of death weapon of caesar mm, yeah it, it almost didn't look like a freezing effect to me I, I saw a couple other people commenting that on like i think the the main reddit like thread but yeah but so i guess there's a little room that some weird shit happened but i, I think so, in kuzan i'm leaning towards aokiji for sure i was gonna say so you're you're just saying that it's not a hundred percent uh that, OKG, that was my first yet. thought as well i was like what the fuck is this the smiley thing but then i was like no kuzan my, my first my, yeah my first thought was a uh, kuzan okiji that was my first thought just because, yeah, Blackbeard Pirates. And he wasn't with Blackbeard when he was at Amazon Lily. So that's that. That was my thought. So we'll definitely see how that wraps up. In the, uh, how that Th- This is out. one of the more interesting cover stories, though. This is a top tier cover story, I think, as far as my intrigue. And like, I'm almost as interested to see what's happening there as in the main chapter each week. Yeah, because I'll be honest, the German 6 6 story, I've kind of like lost interest a while ago. I'll be honest. Um, except for, you know, every now and then you get like the fun little things where like, you know, oh, clown beat Katakuri. Ha ha. I can't believe that. The disrespect. But ultimately, I'm just like, in the grand scheme, I didn't know how important it would be. So I'm just like keeping in the background. I think but we're now still I'm getting like, to the payoff like right now. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, now Hopefully it looks this one like it's animated. That'd be, I think it deserves a little two, three episode stint. Oh, I hope so, actually, too. Because I think at the end of this, I think if it is does end up being Kuzon, then I'm pretty sure the purpose is, yeah, he's going for the, the road poneglyph as well. Yeah. Right. 
So that's that's the clearly the, the end goal there. All right, so that's what the the uh pre chapters and as Justin said earlier, uh before we get into our sci fi, we get into our eighties horror <laughs> where we get yeah, that this panel great is so panel. sick. It remind it's a reminder that hey Oda, if he wants to go full horror, he he has a couple of ideas that he could do. That that's like that one a, of the most terrifying panels in One Piece. It's just shark about to eat the sunny. Yeah, and it's like the sunny's a big ass ship. Yeah, and the and exactly then you have the shark for scale underwater, totally engulfing it. Yep, and it's like oh that's thastalophobia right there. Jesus fucking Christ! But then also immediately the next panel is that it's a goofy looking cartoon shark. (laughs) (laughs) Immediate derp, yeah. And it doesn't look as big either. Like it still looks giant, but it doesn't look as big because again, like just presentation and the camera work. And it was just a great little context. But again, like Oda reminding us that hey, if I want to go full horror, I can. But this is one piece (laughs) where I'm not going to go full on just yet unless I want to. So and immediately I will say. Jinbei is really getting some shine here. Oda knows we want to see our boy. Yes. And he's giving it to us. I also feel very sorry for Jinbei because he's playing as the fucking babysitter this fucking arc (laughs) at the very beginning already. I mean, we all knew he was going to end up getting stuck as Devil Fruit Retrieval. Yeah, but full time already? (laughs) In Frozen Water? I feel feel like when you're the fishman, you know? Uh, that's kind of un- the unspoken rule. Yeah, right? at the same at the yeah, that's true. At the same time, I'm just like poor dude because I'm also thinking like afterwards too. Because after he rescued uh Luffy, Chopper, and Bonnie, uh, I thought Bonnie was gonna be on the ship, but no, she's gonna be with uh Captain. And and the, the whole time they're they're just like being distracted from all like the wonders of Egghead, right? They're they're hungry. They're get, they're acting. A li- they're not really high on their intelligence right now. They're a little desperate. And then he's constantly going, guys, that's. A, probably a fucking trap you said it yourself we're on a military base like kind of thing and you're just diving into the first pile of ice cream you see <laughs> and it's just like well you have bonnie and luffy that's gonna fall on deaf ears well that's Three. in 62 as well right uh that was yeah the ice cream scene was 10 1062 sorry we're jumping around a little bit um but then uh the second part also is Chopper's there too. And Chopper, yeah, he's smart, but he also is impressionable. If Luffy and Bonnie are both diving in head, head first for something, he thinks it's okay too. <laughs> so we had a lot of fun with that. I'm just saying at the end of the day, Jinbei is gonna end this arc with bags under his eyes with like two cups of coffee in both his hands. Okay, that dude is gonna be passed out. <laughs> I think Jinbei's just riding the wave and he's, he handles it pretty easily. He looked like he's vibing to me. Oh, Saturday's I hope so. I, I I hope so. But I'm just saying because <laughs> he just reminds me of like, oh man, that father, that uncle, he's gonna be so tired <laughs> after this. But yeah, you're also right. Where he's like, hey, he's probably he is he's he's completely aware. Yeah, he really uh, does have a, a commanding presence. You know, he, he's definitely one of those characters you you can see that he was he he's a captain, right? He so is. He's just, one of the warlords. The effect <laughs> that he has on people, which we actually see in this chapter when Bonnie's like, holy shit, you got Jinbei the the on sea. your fucking yeah. crew now? Yeah, Night of the Sea. Because we you. see, like, when this shit pops off, Jinbei's like, Frankie, I need you on the ship. I'm diving in. You get the ship out of here. I know you can handle this shit. It's your ship. Yep. I'm going to go save Captain. And Frankie's like, got you. It's done. For, you know, Jinbei does his thing. He acts perfectly. He saves everyone. He's fucking dope. Yeah. It's definitely a so makeup sick. for. It's like as if Oda listened to our episode of the podcast where we're like, of all the fights, Jinbei got kind of the mid, the mid-tier meh fight. And Oda's like, yeah, you guys are right. Let me crack his fingers and just goes, let me make up for that. <laughs> it's weird because it's it almost feels, or not even almost, to me, it, this is still his first arc in the crew, even though he showed up it at is. the end of Wano. It, it's his it's, first it full arc quite with the, the same. It, he almost mm-hmm. felt like Marco there, you know? He just kind of showed up and did his thing. And his fight was so underwhelming also, mm-hmm. no offense, but it kind of yeah, just I made it feel up. like, eh. Until the end scene, we got to see him with the crew, felt way better. And it feels and then, infinitely better now in this in exactly. these two chapters. Now he feels really straw hat and it feels good. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I can't wait to see how the the future of the arc progresses. Because again, like with that smaller group, I wonder how long they'll stay separated. Because right now we have two groups. We have the Jimbei side, and then we have the Robin Zoro side, right? The rest of the crew. So I wonder if they're going to stay separate for a long time, if they'll was, very quickly I was going to say, that was, a, that was a really strange choice of, of characters. <laughs> I would have uh, said, like, probably Luffy and Zoro side, but... <laughs> but they're fine. but they're separated. Jin- yeah, but I'm just saying you, know, you chose Jinbei and Robin. Oh, because we That's were funny. oh because we were talking so highly about Jinbei. So I said that Jinbei's one makes group. more sense. But I guess and Robin then, was kind of funny. But then I was group. trying to transition to the next part, which was the other group, because they're currently confronting with um 
what Punko we think. Two. Yeah, or, or if you finish off 1061, you just think, oh, that's Dr. Vegapunk. Holy shit. We finally get to see him, her? Right? And everyone's like questioning what the heck's going Most, on. Most, I think, like, uh, attentive fans were, were not having that shit. Yeah, because we saw the O2 on the jumpsuit. old man by everyone that's ever met him in yeah. person. Yeah, so for those who are somehow listening to us and not reading the manga chapters, he, she, sorry. She had the jumpsuit with, like, the O2 on it. Uh, she had, like, an old-timey, weirdy accent, which is, like, the only thing maybe it was Vegapunk directly controlling her or, like, that body. But it turns out, no. It, we're, we're kind of explaining that these are all, like, cyborgs. They're all, like, satellites, in quotes. That's what Lucci described it as, right? So they're cyborgs. Um, they're not directly Vegapunk, but they are Vegapunk at the same time. I think it's safe to say they're just clones, right? Yeah. They're clones. They're later similar. described as... I don't think clones, even. I kind of got the impression, or I'm kind of thinking they're people, or or maybe they are clones of other people that he then modified into cyborgs. Yeah, not so, sure. Not clones of could, him. I wasn't thinking that. I'm thinking they're just yeah, they all other people or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, as you could tell from what we're how we're jumbling around, we're still not quite sure exactly, right? They could be, uh, they could be just you know, um, automatas. They could be robots. They could be cyborgs. They could be clones. We're not entirely sure about that part yet. But we do know is that the the figure that we see in front of uh, Zoro's side is that's not exactly Vegapunk, right? They'll say they're Dr. Vegapunk, but their full name is like Dr. Lilith Vegapunk. That's O2, right? O5 that we meet later on with Luffy's group, that's uh, Dr. Atlas Vegapunk. Atlas, right? yeah. Vegapunk. Yeah, Atlas. Satellite. That's the fifth satellite, if you will. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's that's how they're the described. Scans. It's a yeah in the scan. Right? So in the scans, they said number five, but it's weird because there's a six on her boots. So I don't know if that was a mistranslation or like a printing error. I noticed we- that as well. Yeah. So the official translation, like the official uh One Piece chapter, has not officially released as a recording. Maybe they'll fix that. I don't know. But I almost or- think there's some fuckery afoot. But we'll see. Or- <laughs> I honestly think in this case, I think it is just a, a misprint, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because um, as of right now, it's like, it's not really too important. You know, it's like, okay, so what if it's 05 or 06? It's, we don't know the impact, right? We don't know if it's like a ranking system. We don't know if it's a tier list of like commanding or if they're all just equal, right? And this number is just a identity thing. Uh, we did, we do, however, have the names of all six, right? Thanks to Lucci at the end of the chapter, 1062. Uh, 01 is Shaka. He's supposed to be representing logic, and we do get a little bit of that because he actually holds back Lilith. Because Lilith is, if you haven't seen, if you can't tell by the design, because you can kind of tell each of the, at least so far, right? They're kind of representing of like a sci-fi trope, right? Or a classical aesthetic that you're familiar with. O5 Atlas is straight up Astro Boy, right? The the tall, narrow, like robot kind of guy, but it's like very punchy, very flighty. We see well, they were introduced that. with like features, kind of right in 1062, because mm-hmm. wasn't Shaka called like Vegapunk Logic or something? Yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shaka was Logic. Uh, Lilith was considered evil. I don't know how that's <laughs> that was like a very well, big jump that there. Definitely sounds biblical to me. I don't Maybe. see how you can ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, for the tone of, like, the robots, right? Like, why would Vegapunk want a logic robot and then an evil robot, right? That's what I'm thinking from that perspective. But yeah, you are right. It almost Lilith sounds like reference. he split pieces of himself. That's what I'm thinking, too, right? Pieces of himself. Which um, is, it's the, I guess it's kind of like a Horcrux idea. Maybe, but There's then why, example that's, but then why would you get rid of logic and wisdom if you're splitting off from yourself? Yeah, no, there's a better example, right, of, like, splitting actual features of yourself off. Yeah, so you don't lose it, you're just cloning that feature of yourself, or you're putting a piece of that, right? Like, it's not, you're not completely taking away, but you're making a satellite of yourself, right? A robot, a creation, and you're gonna say, you're gonna represent this part of my personality, this part of my brain. You will be the logic portion. Alright, this part, I need people to help defend the area, maybe someone who's a bit more, you know, heartless, I'm gonna make you the evil portion, right? Um, just name choice, right? I just didn't think evil would be up there. Because if you're thinking, like, Horcruxes, I wouldn't think evil or Flare would be high up there, right? I had Flare as number yeah. three, which is also named Edison. <laughs> when I'm like, of all the people to be named after, I wouldn't pick Thomas Edison. He's a controversial guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know American history, he's debated to be whether or not to even be the inventor of said inventions. He likely probably stole those inventions, but got the credit for it. Um, 
Then you also have uh, Pythagoras for Wisdom, which he's the Greek mathematician. Uh, we mentioned Atlas. He repre- She represents Wrath, which she didn't seem very wrathful. Maybe we'll see more of that. I mean, she, she literally had her fists up when she was introduced. Kind <laughs> of. Punching. Yeah, but when I think Wrath, I think of the Full Metal Alchemist version of Wrath, and I'm like, that's not nearly as wrathful. <laughs> but again, we'll see more into it. The, the, more, the most wrathful we've seen Atlas so far is how much she's been complaining, how like they don't have the funding well, she, to do all yeah, the Yeah, she had a, she like an angry outburst. It was a little more, yeah. definitely more comedic than Full Metal Alchemist. That's why, be, yeah. But That's still, what, that, I think it still lines up. Yeah, I, I was thinking like Tantrum, like the beginning stages, not really wrathful, because Wrath, I think like literal, so angry, so pissed off that tanks shooting at you are going to be backing up in fear <laughs> like that guy i i think uh, she's got some heavy artillery because she pulled out a jetpack didn't she oh yeah or did... oh yeah she has a jetpack she has um oh, very convenient by the way these gloves that can interact with light which is probably very heavy foreshadowing to hey maybe admiral borsalino might be showing up and those gloves might be able to actually fight against them who the fuck knows right yeah i feel like <laughs> Or I wonder if those were made as a countermeasure in case he was attacked. Yeah, so that's that's another big mystery to Egghead is, is Vegapunk, like, isolated? Is he isolating himself? Is he, like, is he actually free to go in and out? Like, what's the actual circumstances behind Vegapunk, right? Because from the outside for the last thousand chapters, we know Vegapunk has created some of the most heartless, cruel, terrifying inventions in the world to help the world government stay in power, right? To help the status quo. Well, I wouldn't say anything he's invented has been evil has it uh the weapons the seraphim I mean, it's not like evil by itself well the seraphim yeah those are the worst one that's renewed, yeah though. i was thinking the about point... the devil fruit weapons and other stuff yeah so what i was getting to was he might think what he's inventing is you know great because oh look i you can feed objects devil fruits i can create life isn't that great and the world government goes oh cool now we know how to make our guns more effective right yeah they're twisting the inventions to to fuel their warfare, to fuel their own personal needs. And Vegapunk's like this crazy scientist, right, that wants to invent shit. That's a possibility of that type of character. Because, again, we don't know who Vegapunk is yet. We've only seen two of his six satellites. We've heard three of his six, but we still don't know him. And on top of that... So, real quick, while we're on the six of him subject, we heard from... Kaku explained it in a, a weird way that was also translated in a weird way. Yeah. Of how this is working. But... I'm I'm kind of leaning towards that Vegapunk is probably dying his original body, and mm. these are his, like, I don't know, he's transferring his consciousness, maybe, to these new six satellites, yeah, or these six uh, paths of punk, if you will. At, Not as if he was, like, as if he was, like, a brain in a jar, or like a, like an old, just old dying man strapped up to, like, like a, like a hospital bed with, like, a bunch of tubes in him. Like, that was a theory I shared in the Discord where it's, like, it's a possibility that all six of these satellites are going to be very emotional, very like very upbeat, very cartoony in their own ways, right? Very uh, iconic. They they're unforgettable. But then when we finally see Vegapunk after like the end of the arc, he could just be like this regular old dude dying in a bed, right? Or like a brain in a jar, where it's like, oh, this is him, right? That could be like a tragic storytelling, right? Uh, for that's a possibility. Or Oda will be Oda, and he's like Santa Claus, right? Where he's just like this. He's even more cartoony than they are. And they're only a fraction of the logic he has, or even a fraction. I wouldn't of be surprised evil. if he looked like Doctor Wiley or something. Doctor Wiley, um, yeah, or Doctor Robotnik, because we're on Egghead Island, so he looks like Eggman. <laughs> yeah, for of all course, we know. that was in the back. Of, it's been mm-hmm. in the back of my head since we got here. Yeah. So again, we'll just have to see about that. But yeah, so I was almost expecting satellites. like animals to be powering the cyborgs, but it seemed like instead we just got cyborg animals. So close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, I do have to mention, I love how fucking, I love how fucking joyful Frankie was when he saw Vegapunk and the robots. Oh, dude. It's so nice getting him <laughs> to see, getting to see Frankie react to someone else's huge robot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, going like, dude, that's so much bigger than General Frankie. Oh my God. And then when Lilith was like, I have you all surrounded, all these like beasts of the sea are, ter- are surrounding them. Even Usopp's now gone from impressed to terrified. And then Frankie gets even bigger starry eyed goes oh my god there's so many of them (laughs) no because both frankie and whoever this or whatever the this other path of punk shaka is they know something that lilith does not (laughs) right so unfortunately shaka did stop us from what would uh, would easily have been just a recreation of the gundam meme 
where you have the pilot going, I am a genius, next panel, <laughs> as they get fucking taken down. <laughs> we got denied that by Shaka, because he is the logic one, and goes, Lilith, think for a second what's going on in front of you right now, right? Because you're so confident that you're going to steal from the uh, yeah, uh, an emperor's crew, right? So they're the second in command, Zoro, he's got this high bounty. He's looking at you very calmly with his hand on his hilt. You also have the demon child, Robin, right next to him, also yeah, looking. Like, notice how his crewmates look totally unconcerned with you? Yeah, well, except for those <laughs> guys. Yeah, and then Usopp's in the back there, but he's just kind of in the mix of awe and fear at the same time. But that's Usopp. Um, <laughs> and then he and he reminds her, like, so also remember, like, they're assessing the threat levels. They understand that those robots are probably following your commands. And you're on their level right now, right next to them. He doesn't have to work that hard to cut you down right now. So, Lilith, think twice. Don't do anything. And then Zoro then even says, which is actually a big question that all of us have, is he actually wants to meet Vegapunk directly. He wants to go, I have something. Uh, sorry, he goes, I need something from you, right? Or I want something from you? Or from Vegapunk? Yeah. So I that's... I want something from you, so you gotta better play nice with me or something to that effect? Yeah. And then Shaka goes, well, that's a compromise we can do, because I do want to talk to him myself anyway. So bring him here. So that's what that group is going to be doing now. They're going to be taken into port, and they'll be going over there. Which, by the way, that robot, we haven't mentioned that robot, totally remind me of the Iron Giant. I don't know why, probably because how right, he was just the hold- one. Yeah, he was just holding the Thousand Sunny, like, hold both his hands, like he was holding, like, a puppy or something, like a little baby... Animal. Yeah, Vegapunk definitely goes big. Those are some huge robots. They were definitely huge in scale, for sure. Um, also, we found out that the shark that attacked them was an experiment gone wrong because the shark wasn't obeying Lilith's commands directly. So, well, again, we'll probably that's get a that. theme that's definitely coming back around. It's probably going to be a center point of this whole arc. Right, is the the free will perspective. You mentioned yeah. that in the pre-recording. Presumably the Seraphims are going to have the same issue. It's been mentioned twice already. It was literally mentioned again when yep. we saw uh, the Kuma Seraphim in this chapter. It was called like a problem child. They said it was hard to control. That is true. And then actually in that same chapter earlier, Atlas brought it up because Luffy was asking, so is that lady right there next to you, is she a hologram or is she fake? And she goes, well... That's an interesting perspective. Like, the, she straight up was just bringing up, like, the philosophical debate of, like, what makes something real, right? Yeah. What does it mean? Because, after all, if I have these gloves and I can actually interact with this hologram, that my senses, my perception tells me that's real. Because the reacting to my touch, does that make it real? Or does it need to be more than that? So, Egghead could possibly... Yeah, just completely go into the full-on theme of, like, what makes something alive. Well, there's alive a lot of classic real. sci-fi questions Absolutely. you could ask. You know, the, the do android, dream of electric sheep conundrum. Yep. That's why I'm so excited. Because <laughs> yeah, sci-fi... I think it could be... It's really interesting as well, the implications. Mm-hmm. Also, just even if we didn't have all of that, we're going to see fucking Vegapunk finally. Like, that's the big thing that the series has been going on for thousands of chapters. Literally yeah, thousands yeah, of uh, chapters. Yeah, he, he agreed to Zoro's, like, command, basically, like, oh, we need to talk. He's like, all right, I have something to say to you, too. Bring him. Yeah. At, at the very least, Shaka did it. We still don't know if Vegapunk himself right. will be there. but Which it's still, yeah. it's interesting. It's very yeah, it's interesting. And at this point, we still have not seen three, well, four, see, so or six. So both of those two interests, his interest in them is interesting, and what Zoro's request is, is very interesting. Yeah, because, like, I mentioned in the Discord, too, I'm just like, why would Zoro have interest in Vegapunk? Because if I've seen anything, all the joke answers, like, he wants a new eye, like a cybernetic eye. <laughs> new eye. <laughs> You're going to pull a fucking Thor in uh, Infinity War, where you just There's get a people... fucking My fake eye? Just... Oh, I'd say, is oh, he going to get... Thor. <laughs> yeah, this, this scene from Marvel Cinematic right. Universe, where you just and get the fake then eye. And the, there's the camp that thinks he wants a sword in his devil fruit, which I just can't... I mean, yeah, that sounds cool, but is that something, like, the Zoro would think? Like, that's going to make me stronger. Does Zoro need that? Yeah. I don't think so. And I don't think also, that's going to help Zoro, to be honest. Yeah, and then what I was going to say is, if anything, if Odo decides to make heavy emphasis on Zoro as a focus, why didn't he do it last arc, when we had all this attention and focus, where you literally have a legendary sword master, a sword, sorry, a sword maker, right? You had Zoro's possible background being expanded upon because you had the scabbards point that out that he looks yeah. like this legendary. I would have much rather had him had his own sword made than just exactly a devil for by by the legendary sword master and from I'm Wano. Not one fucking writing One Piece, right? Maybe it will get yeah, exactly a sword. I don't know. I just don't think that's it. Yeah, my point being is, yeah, I'm not complaining. My point being is, 
I definitely didn't expect Zoro of all people to be the one asking, "Hey, we, I need something from you, Vegapunk." I thought maybe it would have been Robin. You'd I thought that it would have be been Frankie, like Robin. Yeah, R- yeah, Robin or Frankie, right? Because Frankie is the one that literally. Frank- going, like, yeah, Frankie would have made a lot of sense contextually. Yeah, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> uh, so we'll definitely have to. See I love your room, goes. man. I, I crashed at your place. <laughs> <laughs> I destroyed it. I accidentally became racist for yeah, that one. That's panel. definitely coming. That's gonna come up, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. you stayed at my old base. Like, is my is my stuff still there? Like, well, yeah. I still I still haven't forgotten that one. Like, I thought abandoned side plot back from Punk Hazard, where the the twin uh, Yeti brothers were like looking at Frankie's body and were like, "Hey, you have like this interesting en- energy core. We can bring you back to Vegapunk or something." Right. And then that was tossed aside after one chapter. So maybe yeah, that could be they were like here. very certain that Vegapunk would want to see Frankie's like Frankie. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to see about that. Um, I do apologize; we are jumping around everywhere, but yeah, these two chapters that, have just that been... could actually be Vegapunk's interest with them. Yeah, is Frankie exactly? So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "No, we want this Poneglyph, or maybe we want uh, what I was thinking, like maybe like does Zoro like just rep think like Vegapunk might have information on Vivi if anything? But again, like I wouldn't know why. I don't, he would I don't know that. why he it's, would. It's a good stretch. Yeah. So again, because I was just struggling to figure the, out what the would best, Zoro want. Uh, the best theory I've seen, uh, not original as well, was that it might might have something to do with uh, curing the smile effects of the people in Abisu Town, which but I, I hope that is it, honestly, because I would I like hope- to see that, like, Zoro still thinking about it and remembering those people, because it, it never came back around. Like we said, the smile issue was never addressed at the end of right. Bono. They it were all just like, bye, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> See you. Oda was just so tired of being in Wano after so long. He was like, see you. And then all the fans were like, hey, yeah. we're tired what too. What about you all those people? Yeah, you you're not even going to try it, Chopper? You're yeah, not going to try, try a it? Uh, a little bit. You're not even going to show it or reference it? Yeah, so it, was, it, felt so. A, it felt a little flat there. So it would be nice to see that come back around. I like here. that theory. I hope that's what it is. Yeah, that way we can continue. Like, and then it ends up like Egghead is actually just a code name for an uh, extended post Wano, where <laughs> it's like where this Egghead is all going to be concentrated on well, wrapping yeah. up Wano. Do you still. feel like this is a full fledged arc, or do you feel more a little maybe transitory, like a Jaya? Uh, I think. Oh, it's something else. I think no. I think this is going to be a full arc. It's I think really? so personally because I'm, I'm not convinced just yet. Because as of right now, Vegapunk is at Egghead. For all we know, mm, it does feel like a full arc, though. I'll, I'll definitely agree there. Yeah, you have it, like Luffy getting split up with a couple, right? And then like one of the the teams is going to meet the big bad early. It it does feel like a full arc. So if anything, it might end up like a larger transitional arc, like Punk Hazard. Where Punk Hazard was a setup for Dress Rosa in the long run, Egghead might be right. That in I the guess future. that's kind of like what do you mean when you say a full arc? Oh, okay. Well, when I say okay, it, you know? so yeah, it's debatable. Yeah, I, sorry, I, we... I would say I'm feeling I could see it going like twenty to thirty chapters. Yeah, I think so or too. less. Yeah, because we sorry uh, to to clarify when you said transitional arc, I was thinking like because you know when people say like oh what do you think of the Jaya arc? You don't <laughs> yeah think of Jaya I agree. By that, that wasn't a good term for it. I just meant like a smaller yeah. chunk, a bite sized arc. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So I do think it'll be its full arc, its own arc, but it will definitely probably lead to something else. Um, I don't think Oda will jump from one hundred forty one o to like a sixty chapter uh egghead. <laughs> definitely I, not. But, but I mean, but also I mean, I love like. Yeah, Egghead, like Vegapunk, that might be the place to do another, or the last big one. We weren't exaggerating when we said Oda was definitely going full steam ahead, where he's like, yeah, we're wrapping up, and then we're going to the next big thing right now. I said this is going to be the final saga. I fucking meant it. (laughs) We're going all in. Because while we got this cool stuff going on with the two sides, we also have other factors to consider. Uh, We have to remember that at the beginning of 1061, we're shown that there is a marine base nearby, G14, where Tashiki is there. Probably also Smoker's there, too. We haven't seen yeah, him yet, though. I think it's though. on this island. Uh, they said nearby. They said naval base nearby. Uh, Egghead. Yeah, I, I think just like... Oh, did they? I thought they meant somewhere That's nearby the on the said. island. I think it's I think it's. I guess, either, yeah. Close. Either way. Yeah, close by, because it's in this, probably the same climate zone. Probably it's still ice cold. Um, But either way... Tashiki's there, the the children from Punk Azra are there, too. is there. New Hello Girl, is who there. is apparently one of Kobe's crew, Shibari. Yeah, she apparently, someone pointed this out, not me, because I had no idea about the accents and the translation, but apparently she has the same accent as uh, Okuni. Uh, sorry, the uh, the fleet admiral, main guy, Okainu. Oh, really? 
That's what someone pointed out. I don't. I have no idea because he just had an accent in like one line or anything. So <laughs> that might have been a stretch of a theory, but I just wanted to bring that up because she did have an accent in the translation, and yeah. I wasn't sure if that was like a Japanese cultural yeah, thing or it's not. definitely so. worth noting. You never so, know. So yeah, possibly. A, yeah, Akaido has like a like a a D like sort of daughter. Niece, yeah, granddaughter yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't know where this could be like that. Like this is gonna be the main tool of the whole thing. Um. They're also talking to a, a character that was in a previous pre-chapter story. Uh, yeah, Prince, Prince Groose. Prince Groose. He looks kind of... What was his power? He looks kind of... He slimy. looks a little slimy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. just gross looking at him. Like, I don't know if it's fucked up. I don't, guess I don't know. Weird, okay. But... <laughs> I, 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 it's something about... Nah, I can't even pin it. It's just a weird look. It's a weird... It, it is a weird look. But he, the, uh, Helmeppo and him were basically there because Helmeppo was asking if they can get some more seraphims, which, by the way, is a is a term to describe, like, the angels from the Old Testament, right? From Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Yeah. Seraphims are, like, the top-tier angel, to use modern terms, <laughs> where the, they usually have, like, six wings. They're usually flying next to Jesus Yeah, I God. think, like, in the old Torah, which is, like, the original, like, one of the Christian or uh, Judaism mm-hmm. or Abrahamic Islamic religion. Yeah, the books. Scrolls. They were, mm-hmm. They're, like, the, the warrior angels. So that's why they're used so often. Uh, for those who still don't quite understand, just think of Valkyries from Nordic mythology. Yeah, there's like there's like happy, you know, chorus like harp playing singing angels, and there's like kick your ass fighting angels, <laughs> and the kick your ass fighting angels are Seraphim. These are the bosses you would fight in Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, and they kick your ass thoroughly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what these new super weapons are named after, and Hemempo is requesting for more of them, and then Groose is like, "Oh hell no, you can't do that." Um. But they're implying that that's how Muppel wants to do that, right? Because they're, hey, Kobe got captured by the Blackbeard Pirates. We would need to go rescue them. So that brings up a theory that I read also someone brought up. That might mean that Sword or Hemuppo, that side, they might go to Egghead eventually and try and ask Vegapunk themselves, hey, we need some help, and then therefore run into Luffy, run into also the other half, the other faction that showed up. CP0 is also here again, and they have the Kuma Seraphim, the problem child, as you mentioned yes. already. And it's confirmed to be a Seraphim because he's got and the black we, wings We didn't him. see any members here, aside from Kaku, Luchi, and Stussy, right? Uh, Stussy's the new one, right? Yeah, yeah she's not she, she wasn't from Whole Cake. Yeah, she wasn't from uh, Eni's Lobby. She was Though yeah. we do have confirmation that the other CP9 members are also CP0. Yeah, they're just not they haven't, We haven't actually seen them in the story yet. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, as long as we got Luchi and Kaku, those are, like, the main two I remember. Honestly, most like, I'm fine they're such that. a non-threat in my mind. It's just, you know? That's the, that's the weird thing, because... Like, yeah, I'm not worried I... about Khalifa and, and... What's his name? I literally forgot <laughs> exactly. his name. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Even you don't remember their names. I just remember the the guy with the zipper mouth. Kumadori. That's the name I was looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm not worried about... I'm not worried about fucking Kumadori and Khalifa, you know? Yeah. And Chapapa guy. Yeah, so the w- the next question is then how much of a threat are they? Because obviously the Seraphim is going to be the main threat. Totally. Obviously, right? Because we've seen how much two Seraphims can do to Amazon Lily, to Blackbeard, right? How much damage they can do from, like, two attacks. So how much can Akuma Seraphim do under the command of CP0? But actually, command is in quotes here because he's the problem child, as Luchi said. Um, How much damage can that do? Because their goal, we don't know why, but their goal is to take this weapon, quote-unquote, back to the island, but then to kill Vegapunk and the satellites. We don't know why. Lucci even thought out loud, which is very uncharacteristic of him, but that's why it's so, a highlight, yeah, right? The he, fact that he he's saying they have to destroy all of them to actually kill Vegapunk is kind of why I thought maybe they're, like, clones of parts of his brain. Yeah, like they're actually, like yeah. certain pieces, yeah, something like that. An important, vital part to his survival. Because or the like if you is, put if, all six of them back together, it would basically be like bringing him back to life, right? Something. Oh, like. I was thinking like if you were to kill all six, you can kill Vegapunk without even looking at him, like that kind of way. Like they're more than just Horcruxes; they're actually his lifeline, right? Uh, Whereas, I don't see why it would work like that, though. I don't. I, again, we don't know for anything because I, I think they're unless they're devil fruit, they had, yeah, unless some kind of devil fruit, possibly, yeah. Because um, they're kind of implying that they have to kill all seven, right? They have to kill the original and the six satellites. Because I'm guessing, yeah, if you kill right. Vegapunk and five, that seventh, that other satellite you left alone can still be as threatening in their perspective as Vegapunk. So, 
we'll see how that turns out. But also what I wanted to point out was Lucci was actually questioning why would the government want to do this? And I'm like, Lucci, this fucking like brown noser, like straight up like world government is justice. They're perfect in every way. And he's the one going, is this related to the what happened at Lulisha? Like, why are we doing I this? I appreciate that. I do. That it's, after it's all, having bit. been betrayed once, he didn't just go completely back to, yes, master, you know? Exactly. And now he's actually like, there's a possible, maybe even like a little bit of development for Luchi. Probably yeah. not. In the back of his head, he's like, bit. I'm not going to forget that you tried to kill me. Yeah, because even Kaku was just like, careful, dude. You can't just, that doesn't sound like you, dude. Don't question. Yeah, and Luchi really looks like he doesn't give a fuck, which I, I respected that. Although, yeah. now that we're talking about Luchi real quick, what I really, really need out of this arc is for him to get one shot by Luffy. <laughs> I do. I want that too. I, I, really, I really, really want that. Just so badly. Would it would you be fine if it wasn't even Luchi but someone else? Or does it have to be Luffy? I would I would like it for it to be Luffy, though I think I would I would really enjoy for it to be someone else as well. Like maybe want, Sanji or, or Frankie I, or Robin. I was, gonna, I was gonna say Robin. Robin would, would be anything. Robin like I really felt cathartic when she fucked up Spandom. You know? I, I felt like she got it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that really I, did it for that, me. That's what I said. I don't said I don't feel like she lobby. needs more personally. Okay, but back at our Eni's Lobby episode, I agreed, but I said we didn't get like a double panel like spread like highlighted shot it was like a regular panel and that was my disappointment because i just i wanted that to be highlighted because i fucking mm-hmm. hated spandom so much with a passion and, and, and it is disappointing that he survived and is still around but <sighs> that part i can overlook but again i just wanted that back break to be like yeah, that's heavily emphasized. kind of par for the course for one piece a cure for that could not be uh robin just doing like her like major like uh fishman strike palm on Lucci and then like, knocking him the fuck out that would be enough for me but I mean that's that's a one shot, right? If it knocks that is out. a one shot. Yeah, that's a one shot. But if Oda's gonna try and convince us that no CP zero, they're they are stronger than they were at E's lobby, and I'm going okay. But then, I mean, since- I definitely think they're stronger, but I it's unfathomable to think that they progress at the same rate as the main characters. So like, there's just oh. no way they're a, a direct threat to the crew at this point. So I, basically, yeah. what I'm positing is that they're gonna have to play some other role. I don't think it's gonna be a rematch of like Straw Hats versus CP9 to protect Vegapunk, which a lot of people have, you know, theorized. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's where we're going here. I was gonna say what you just actually said you disagreed with, but I was thinking that too. Where I'm like, there's a possibility that somehow, some way, the satellites might try and convince the Straw Hats to help them, and then CP0 is. It's kind of, it becomes like a mystery of like where they are at the moment, and then while they're also fighting the uh, Kuma Seraphine, which he's going to be an actual main threat. I don't yeah. know how big of a threat, but he will be. Um, and I mean, it sounds like there's other Seraphim on the island, according to Helmeppo. Yeah, like he said, "Come on, like we're ones. so close to Egghead, let's just go get Come the Seraphim on, Buggy. So Come on, seems, Buggy. Dude, Come on, Buggy. It's, hap- it's happening. <laughs> it is going to happen. I, I swear." I, I still want our version of Buggy. It's coming. Because it goes it's in coming. line with the free will theme, right? Where this Seraphine Buggy is the worst problem child because he's just Buggy. Where he's like, I don't want to do this <laughs> shit. I want out of here. Get me the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, where they're like, go attack. And he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> Too gave, afraid, but I won't do wing, it. They give me these wings. They can't let me fly out of here. Fuck this place. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Oda. Wait. Please. <laughs> if, <laughs> if Buggy could fly, could he lift his feet into the air? Uh, he needs his feet in the air, but I'm saying, like, the wings can Wait, help no, him fly his Because they body. said he, he needs, like, an anchor, like his yeah, feet on like the ground. Feet. But yeah, if, he had, if he could fly, would he still there. have to keep his feet on the ground? He wouldn't have to. He can fly He anywhere. wouldn't, right? No. No, he wouldn't. He's fine. He's hmm. oh, that's an interesting, like, maybe it'll come around. Probably not, but... <laughs> which means Seraphim Buggy is OP. <laughs> see, I think that... I don't know which I want more. Do I just want to see, like, another goofy... Like everyone realizes how worthless Buggy is based on the Seraphim, or would it be funnier if it's actually really strong? No, I say both. I say it's super strong, but he doesn't want to fight because he's still but Buggy's he's, personality. It's still exactly like Buggy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's he's super. Too. That's why. So if anything, he might be fighting the Kuma Seraphim. So we have like robot on robot fighting action, but he's just like, just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, trying to retreat, <laughs> and then see how creative and crazy know, Oda can be with that chop chop powers. I, I, the way that I see Buggy is, I feel like if he was strong, he would, you know, he'd act it. Oh, wait, did they confirm if the Seraphims even had the same devil fruit? They don't, right? It's just yeah. they're super powerful. I am I think they do. I don't do? see okay. why or where you draw the line if, if you cannot uh, copy 
their devil fruits, but you can copy, let's say, Kizaru's. Potentially, you could say that Kizaru is more readily available to Vegapunk, right? Yeah. And he like, made blood samples or whatever the, the fuck, you know, I don't know. So that's, that's one thing. Maybe he couldn't get their devil fruits because they're not actively around, but... Yeah, because I was wondering, because we... Mihawk doesn't have a devil fruit that we know of, and he's the one that cut the island in half. And then we never saw the um, the Hancock Seraphine. We never saw her actually use her powers. It's just that she had the laser beam, and that was it, right? So that's why I was like, wondering, mm-hmm. like, we haven't actually seen the Seraphims use their powers. The devil fruit, the original devil fruit user's powers. So they could just be Kumabots powered up, which could be a little disappointing. I hope it's what you said, where it's like maybe like a lesser variant, where they can use a portion of the devil fruits powers but it's still like just, a work in progress there's some things i wonder did does vegapunk or the government feel like the warlords are stronger than the admirals but why you know what i mean why are you not cloning sakazuki mm-hmm. or in, in other words why are you not cloning strong people whose will already aligns with your ideals yeah, like if you're trying right? to clone up their mentality. Because if, they're, if their will is still going to remain, why don't you want a bunch of Borsalinos, who's yeah. a Marine? We might actually get questions to that in this arc, because again, it's Yeah, just that's like, the kind of stuff I want to know. Mm-hmm. It could be a morality thing. Uh, speaking Ooh, of yeah, Kuma, if they agree that it's evil and they don't want, like, or yeah, clones of themselves running around, that would be, <laughs> that'd be an interesting right, yeah, uh, it, it, conversation. It, 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 yeah, because God forbid we have the world government look bad if clones of our admirals look evil. Oh, we can't have that. <laughs> but yeah, I get, I absolutely get what you mean. Yeah, that's propaganda, right? It's all about... Um, right. It's all about image and, you know, the facade they try to yeah. maintain. We need to have our nice admirals in their nice white shining armor cloaks doing good things and the seraphines with their black wings, right? But they do the necessary evils to keep the world safe. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they're allowed to look scary. You know, they're yeah. weapons. It's, they're, remember, we're only going after pirates and evil people. If you're nice and pay the world government, you have nothing to worry. Wink, wink. Right. Um, speaking of Kuma, though, uh, we did get a confirmation that Bonnie is her daughter. Uh, sorry, his daughter. The original Kuma's daughter. We got that confirmation. Yep, in like the most, I, the most logical thing <laughs> to assume, I guess, a little bit, <laughs> turned yeah, out to be the truth. Yeah, because we knew that there was a close connection Bonnie had with Kuma. Like, she was crying back at the reverie when Kuma was seen, like, walk, being pranced around by the Celestial Dragon. I just think we it's just so didn't know funny how close. that that just seems to make the most sense based on their ages they're presented as. And the first thing everyone starts assuming is, like, oh, she's his mom. Or, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, she's like, his mom. <laughs> yeah. Lover. Wife. Like, no, it's the daughter, dude. <laughs> um, I think that So, almost... being another princess with the Straw Hats. That is confirmed. Oh, God, you're another right. pink-haired princess oh. also. Like Shirohoshi. Uh, so, yeah, kind of right. makes you wonder. <laughs> you uh, know? That kind of yeah. makes you wonder. That's true, I guess. I think oh, her I... crew is dead, also. Uh, yeah, they, we have not seen her crew whatsoever. She said that the ship that she last had was eaten by that shark. Um, But she's been on the run since the Reverie. She was alone at the Reverie, too, for us, well, as far as, as we far know. As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also the possibility that she might have had a hand in the Revolutionary Army's actions just because that she mentioned in our thought bubble that, oh, I forgot to mention I ran to Sabo, but I'll mention that later. We don't know how much, though. Like, if, Yeah, if it sounds like she had by. a she knows their relationship, I guess. Yeah, because Kuma was Sabo yeah, cause Kuma's with the Revolutionary Army, and then I guess she would oh, know that, Sabo by that. It makes you wonder her relationship, huh? Yeah. And then she ran into Sabo, but we don't know if it was, like, just yeah, passing uh, by his shoulder. I didn't even think about it. I literally, like, spaced out on that. It's kind of revolutionary, <laughs> like, what's her relationship to them? Yeah. But she's a pirate, so obviously she probably doesn't give a shit about their goals. But Yeah, she cares about clearly Kuma. not a revolutionary pirate instead, yeah. but it's still, there could be some interesting history there. Yeah, and and for all we know, maybe her she and Sabo did are, like, help. they're pretty close to the same age, right? If Kuma was, like, the revolutionaries around that time, they might have had, like, you know, grown up together. Hey, maybe. Who knows? Um, I was going to say as well, um, maybe there's also a possibility that Bonnie did help the revolutionaries directly because it meant rescuing Kuma, right? So she could be in a lot of heat of trouble, too, like even much more because she helped with their escape. But That's going to be an again, interesting backstory, Kuma, and, and now, therefore, I suppose, Bonnie's backstory. Yeah, so therefore, because we, we, we were always wondering how we were going to get that flashback in an organic matter to like, what comes. exactly happened at the reverie. <laughs> exactly. We have Bonnie. Yeah, we have Bonnie. Therefore we might get information about Vivi as well. So Bonnie is going to be that key, right? She's going right. to be our she was, key yeah, companion. She's linked to the reverie. Yep. She's a key companion. She's, get, she's definitely Law 2.0. 
Um, I do you think she's gonna don't... stick around for a while, like Law or Vivi? I kind of hope so, just because she's presented like Law 2.0. I don't think she'll have as tragic of a backstory as Law. So Law, far, like, wins I'll say I'm match. liking the brief interaction she's had with the crew. Yeah, like so her far. and Luffy are getting getting on pretty well, you know. Yeah, as long as we eat the same thing, we just we eat by. You don't take my food. We're all good. <laughs> that being said, they're gonna eat all the food on that damn fucking island within 24 hours. Yeah, so. I wonder like, can they run out? <laughs> Can they run out? The food that gets made. Uh, Atlas did say that machine can make food as long as they have raw ingredients. So, how much raw ingredients do they have? It's not really making the food, it's just teleporting it. Well, Atlas said they need. Yeah, Atlas said the machine just needs the ingredients, right? It doesn't make it out of thin air. So, So it's not quite as impressive as Spy Kids. (laughs) Spy Kids, yeah, but it's about as impressive. It's equally as impressive as Back to the Future pizza. (laughs) Yep, that is. Because that's basically the same same concept. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought up the spike kiss thing because I mentioned to you in the pre-recording, but I forgot about it right now. But until you brought it up, I thought you mentioned fine. it again in, in the real show. I think. Oh, do we? I Maybe. Think it was in the if we didn't, well, it was in the pre-show. <laughs> okay. So yeah, lots of excitement to come around. Um, little things as well. Um, oh, the commander of G14. Oh, 1061. A lot of people made this um, uh, observation out loud, and I, we should mention it here. Oda was particularly horny for 1061 because we had <laughs> Vice Admiral Goth, right? Oh, sorry, Vice Admiral uh, Dahl, who Dahl. was the Dahl, uh, the uh, the Goth girlfriend, right? Stereotype where she had like the spiked collar, the black lipstick, and I refuse to call that character Dahl to her face because Space Jam has traumatized me. Okay, <laughs> if you call anyone Dahl and they react in any way, shape, or form that's not normal back the fuck away my well, I, mean, I don't think she would mind probably if you were at least her rank or higher <laughs> obviously if you're below her rank don't call and, her first name. and i'm not a marine so i'm just gonna call her vice admiral i'm not gonna call yeah, her exactly. you know like vice admiral whatever her last name is <laughs> man if, you, if people listening to this have not seen space jam uh the original one sorry not the sequel that recently came out but the original bugs bunny called her doll and then she got fucking mad i haven't basically. seen the new one but i wouldn't be surprised if that happened again uh, i don't know man i heard the new one sucked anyway um, so we got Doll, right? We mentioned, uh, Prince Cruz. We mentioned Hibari. Uh, Shibari or Hibari? I, 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 I wrote down... Serious question, I don't remember. I wrote down Hibari. H-I-B-A-R-I. Um, Helmepo's there. Uh, we didn't mention 06, uh, Yoke, the one of Desire, but whatever. Is it Yoke or Yokel? Yoke. I, I, I would say if you were, like, uh, Romanizing, it would be, like, Yoke. But okay. it's probably like yo, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably. Um, but yeah, that's the main thing that we're concerned with is we have Tashigi's group, right? Smoker Tashigi, they're probably going to come back in some way. Helmelpo will be there as well. Um, we're mixed on that obviously because Smoker is not really a, a huge favorite of ours. I'm curious about Tashigi and Zoro, obviously, so I don't mind that portion. Um, that's not even a guarantee though because they're still at G14. You know, for all we know, that's the setup for next arc. Um. The Seraphim CP0 is the big concern. Vegapunk is obviously the huge highlight right now. Uh, Bonnie as well, because of her connection to the Reverie, and our yeah, boy Jinbei is getting the spotlight. Well, what, another thing I forgot to mention, what's interesting as well is that these satellites or the these new robot clones are new, I think. It seems like it's a new development, because Bonnie didn't recognize them. Uh, I think... I don't know if it was that was the point. Well, I my she, point. she immediately, when Atlas said, like, I'm Dr. Vegapunk, she was like, what she a load bullshit. of horse shit. Yeah. Uh, but she knows real Vegapunk. She knows that that's not it. And she's she's never seen these things before, it, it appears. Uh, that is true. Okay. Because I was going to say that my only perspective from that panel was just that, yeah, that she just knows what, who the real Vegapunk looks like. Yeah. Like, that's naturally, there's that. always the possibility that she was just introduced to, like, a different body or something. But. Yeah, for all we know, she meant... Towards, this is a new development. Yeah, for and all I we think know, it's she... in reaction to what's about to happen. That is actually a good point, because for all we know, she meant, like, Pythagoras, right? Like, someone who, like, wisdom. Someone who sounds right. like would be an old robot, Yeah, like right? a different one, a different and bot. And thinks, oh, this is the real Vegapunk, and then he goes, no, I'm number four. Yeah, it's right here in my beard, see? <laughs> or some bullshit, right? Like, hidden behind his beard or something. And goes, oh, so who's the real one? It's this brain in the jar. It's this, it's this Futurama tank in the back here. Or, and real oh, quick. Oh, you yeah, think go Nami's going to get uh, her hands on that island aircon that Atlas mentioned? I hope so. There's all these possibilities that each of the Straw Hats could get, like, a... I, I can hear a, a case for almost every Straw Hat to get a power up here. Possibly, yeah. But at the same time, um, I just... My focus in, is just the backstory with the Reverie and Vegapunk. Those are my two concerns. If the Straw Hats don't get any power-ups this arc, I'm completely fine with that. But 
Frankie should at least, if anybody. It should be at least Frankie. Right. Um, He doesn't need it, in my eyes. I think he's perfect in every way, shape, and form. But! I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for uh, these two chapters, unless you have any other notes you want to bring up. I know, I think we were actually pretty thorough <laughs> about discussing everything we were Yeah, doing. I thought this was going to be like a half-hour episode at the most, and we're at 50 minutes right now. But hey, we love these last few chapters. We love them. I, I thought it would be about an hour. I, I think these are really, really interesting and meaty chapters. Okay, Mr. Telling the Future, man. Where can they find you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U. How about you, Jacob? They can find me at Twitter. Uh, at Jacob Mer- on Twitter, oh, I fucked up. God, I always fuck this up now. On Twitter <laughs> at Jacob Miranda, J A C O B M E R E N D A, all lowercase, all one word. You can also go to our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/op is op. If you wish to help us with the cause, you get a nice, sweet title for our Discord, which you don't have to contribute to join the Discord. By the way, you can just join in, chat with us, talking about uh, One Piece, talking mm-hmm. about uh, I'm. Getting, we're getting more and more information about the Odyssey video game coming out in uh, like two or three months. That's a little interesting for me. And other anime starting out too. We just talk about shit in general there. Um, if you also want to rev- leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, feedback, whether it's you know constructive or if you just wanted to give us like, some like some positive uh, some uh, kudos, we do appreciate that. We definitely get some huge like encouragement from that. It feels like a you know, it's it's like looking at, you know, uh, Lilith for the first time in that giant mecha, you know, you get the starry eyes where you're just like, that's a giant robot. Oh, my fucking God. We get that same feeling when we get the reviews from you guys. It really it feels good. 100%. So thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. If you want to talk with us about anything One Piece, except for Film Red, hit us up on our Discord or on those Twitters we just linked. And we will see you guys in our next episode in which we are probably going to revisit Skypea. Bye-bye. <laughs>